to the Super Speedway. What did you make of this racing? It's pretty wild. Uh, it's, it's hard to really even say or digest right now. What do you think of the track? What did you, did you... It's pretty wild. It's really hard to digest right now. I'm hoping we can go unrestricted in July. Do you like this track? No, I didn't win. So I'm not upset with it. Um, I was talking to Landon Castle this morning, and, and he was like, I'm, I'm not. He told me not to say anything, but he was like, I, I didn't mind it. I actually had quite a bit of fun, and I did too. Now, let's have it here in Daytona, Talladega. Let's not go repave every mile and a half in the country. Let's not bring Kentucky back to life. Like, let's leave it under six feet under. It's done. We're over. We're never going back there. Um, you know, I just I feel like this can be its own thing, and people can get excited about that. But if we go pour 28 degrees of banking to every mile and a half, like that's not that's not our that's not our future. And I think I think Jim and, and Ben, I think they know that. I think the France family understands. I don't know. It got loose. This type of racing is it making you more an entertainer than a driver? Yep. You like this version of Atlanta better than the old one? Welcome to episode 228 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, I figured we'd have a little uh, little conglomeration of driver reactions after Atlanta. Um, big thanks to uh, Noah Lewis, who uh, had some audio on uh, YouTube that I might have borrowed a little bit of, so... And big thanks to Kyle Bush for uh, <laughs> closing it out for us. Well, we, we kind of did the, the, the Bush sandwich. We started with Kurt, ended with Kyle. We had some positive from Ross Chastain in there and uh, Bubba unhappy because he got wrecked at the end. And yeah, good stuff, man. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, my God. So what a what a interview that was by Kyle. Right? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can always count on. You can always count on. Am I a positive person? Kyle Bush. <laughs> oh man. Well, Eric, I you know you and I have kept our distance from yes. each other since since Atlanta. Uh, so I have no idea kind of where you're leaning. I think I don't know if you even know how I'm leaning after what we saw uh, this weekend. But no, we have both. Like we, there were comments on Twitter kind of asking and both of us pretty pretty much stayed mum on the topic i i've really i'm really looking forward to this because no i don't know where you're gonna go um yep. you could probably end up figuring out where i'm gonna go but i don't know um hard to say but i've kept my mouth shut too and um but uh so i guess to start off james nobody knew what we were gonna see uh going into this weekend nascar yep. and smi obviously wanted a mini mini daytona and yep. everybody said, yeah, we know they want that, but it's just not going to happen. And right? it happened. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the, that was my first reaction was we have been trying to get to this point for years, like at least a decade. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can remember way back in the day when uh, I, I say back in the day, this is early 2010s but they would mess with the engine package and the spoilers at Michigan yep. and try to try to get something that looked like this. And the racing was terrible and, and they've tried and tried and they did and kind thought, of manage with the five fifty package at Michigan finally to get packs, yes. but they were single file packs that nobody could pass in. Yes. There was yes. none of this double wide stuff and they were still lifting somewhat in the turns at Michigan. And, 
Exactly. So what they found is they tore up the track. They made this Frankenstein monster of a package with the track. And holy crap, it looked like Daytona. It looked like Daytona. And the, I think the, the, the best look at it was the cup race on Sunday, too, where, yes, you know, this you can tell, James, that this package was built or this track was built with this package in mind. I mean, that the goal was to get this cup package to race well yes. here. Um, yes. the, the Xfinity package did pretty well. The truck package did okay. Um, as far as what they were looking for, um, we won't argue yet whether it's what we, what we and the fans wanted to see, but it's definitely what NASCAR and SMI wanted. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it was very obviously that every obvious that everything was catered toward that new car. Um, and it did exactly that on, on Sunday. Um, creating two wide racing the entire race. We had a record number of leaders, record number of lead changes, mm-hmm. uh, 46 lead changes among 20 drivers throughout the day. Um, and I mean, they went single file for like 10 laps throughout the entire race. Otherwise they mm-hmm. were, they were too wide at, at certain points. So, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, back and forth and I, I don't, I mean, I know what the numbers say for passing, but it seemed, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, the numbers say one thing, but William Byron led 111 laps. Yeah, that, exactly. And and I just feel like the car, Byron definitely had the strongest car all day and yeah. could go low, could go high. Um, you didn't see a lot of drivers able to make power moves along the bottom. Uh, the top seemed to be the most comfortable spot. So I think, you know, we saw passing guys coming from the back to the middle of the pack towards maybe a little bit towards the front. Like I remember Kurt Busch, you know, coming from the back to the front a couple of times. Um, but for the most part, I felt like, you know, it was just kind of side by side and whoever, you know, figured it out w- would, would, you know, lead a couple of laps here, a couple of laps there. But like you said, it was Byron. You know, won the first stage, was yeah. up front all day. Um, led, I mean, led a, t- a ton of laps. So, um, again, I know what the numbers say, but well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's not a restrictor plate race for the Cup Series, but it's a restrictor plate race essentially. Um, yeah. So that your lead changes are somewhat artificial. However, I wouldn't go so far to say as they're as artificial as when we did tandem drafting and we had the record number of lead changes at Talladega because there they had to change positions because they had to change in the tandem or they'd overheat. So at least yes. these were legit. I mean, they were passes. They were, they were legit lead changes. It wasn't yes. manufactured lead changes. They actually were changing position, but yeah, I mean, you still had a strong guy, but I mean, you do see that at super speedways as well. I mean, that wasn't, yes. that's oh, not yeah. unusual. Um, yeah. you know, William Byron so. is, is a good yeah. super speedway racer. Uh, he's proven that, you know, his two of his wins now are, are super speedway races. So, um, we're, I guess we're going to count this as a super speedway now. So we'll, I think you have, we'll have to, you we'll can't, have, yeah, you can't we'll call it that. anything else. I know there was a debate on the teardown this week on what this is, but mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, it's a super speedway at this point, as long yeah. as we run the super speedway package here, it's a super speedway. Yep, exactly. Although um, I didn't understand James. They, we did the, the yellow line or the double line rule. I guess it wasn't a yellow line at Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. we did everything as this is a super speedway race, but we had to choose. I don't understand why we had to choose. Yeah. Um, which I thought the shoes worked fine. And that just leads to my argument that it should be implemented everywhere. Not just the, yeah. not just the intermediate tracks. I think it should be on road courses and super speedways all, all across the board. It should be the rule every week. Yep. 
Um, and on dirt even for God's sakes, but I know oh, you God, can't yeah. paint a triangle on the dirt, <laughs> right. but I mean, I'm sure we could figure something out. Well, the truths became a problem during the Xfinity series race too, yeah. <laughs> uh, cause the guys couldn't see well, I mean, in, to, the, in the sun. <laughs> in, in truth, the sun became a problem. <laughs> the sun was a problem. Yeah. in the cup race too, but you know, we ask, keep ask Trevor Bain about that sun. <laughs> yeah. Well, we keep starting races at three 30 in the afternoon. So yeah. I don't know what to expect. Um, yeah. So but, do we want to talk about what we thought of the race or we want to get into the race first? Let's do it. All right. Let's talk about it. Let's um, get after it. I'm going to, I want to start with you, James, cause I'm so curious to see, did you, did you like this? Was this a plus a minus? What, what, what do you grade this race? Uh, I mean this, the race, the race, is <laughs> I know it's a, really hard because to me, yeah. there's a bunch of variables here. There's yes, a bunch of the race is an A. Pl- <laughs> there's well, a bunch was, of was, like, here's why this like everything depends all the different parts of my explanation depend on another part of the explanation yes for sure it's convoluted yeah um the race is an a plus because it's it's what nascar wanted it to be uh it worked right the first time it actually worked right did i did i enjoy it i mean there were parts i really didn't care for but i will say I will admit the ending of that race was really, really fun, which is the, the feeling you get at Talladega and Daytona. Yeah. It's the, the scramble to the end, which I really enjoyed. That being said, I've seen how good this car ran at auto club and Las Vegas. And there's a part of me that just says, okay, we've created this thing now. However, I saw what it could do over there. I'd like to see it here. Um, because I thought that was better racing than what we saw on Sunday. Uh, I think auto club and Las Vegas put on a better show than what we saw on Sunday. Hmm. That, that, that being said, doesn't mean I didn't enjoy this race. I have my concerns with, I really hope we don't do this all over the place. That's another concern of mine. If they want this to be what Atlanta is moving forward, then I'm fine with that. Um, but I, I just, I am, I'm not the biggest super speedway fan. I mean, I like it as much as we have it, but now we're up to six super speedway races a year. And that seems, that seems high to me now. So, um, I mean, super speedway racing is what it is. You either like it or you don't. I like super speedway racing. I just, I like what we saw in the other mile and a half and the other, and the two mile tracks, um, better than what I saw on Sunday. Okay. I will preface my argument or my my thoughts with this uh, my four favorite races of the year are the four super speedway races i love super speedway racing um do i want to see it every week no um am i totally excited about seeing it two extra weeks out of the year yes <laughs> you know you took away you took away the clash from a super speedway track True, um yeah. i do agree that the clash had run its course at daytona but I did lose a super speedway race and I've gained two as a result. Um, so my argument is this James before last year, when we had two races at Atlanta, I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Why are we giving a date back to this track? And after this race, this, this weekend, I am super excited that we're going back here in a couple months. Yeah. Um, totally thrilled with that. And I hope we continue to come here twice a year. Um, was this better than, the Atlanta race um, last year, two years ago, three years ago, this was the best Atlanta race I think I've ever seen. Um, So yeah, uh, this blows the old thing. I mean, and and, you know, Clint Boyer did a great job on the Fox broadcast of talking about it. 
or no, Jeff did. That's right. Jeff Gordon did. He oh, said, so great to have Jeff back. I know it was really great. Um, so Jeff mm-hmm. said that he talked to, when he, when he came up to do the booth the first time for Atlanta, he was talking to Daryl Waltrip and he's like, Oh, I love Atlanta. It's such a great track, such a driver's track. I'm so excited. And Daryl told him, wait till lap 15. And it's the truth. I'm sorry. The racing in Atlanta from a fan's perspective sucked. And I get it. There are the mm-hmm. purists out there that I, I there's the purists out there that want to say that we need to be pure and we need to have boring races, but why do we have to have boring there, races? It's a freaking yeah. every sport in the world, except for major league baseball. And look where they're at. Every sport in the world has done things to make it more entertaining for the fans. Yes, um, yep. Again, I don't want to see this every week because I think we have a package that works well on other tracks. Um, I don't think that package would have worked well here with a repave. Um, and I think that Atlanta will will evolve as the as the asphalt wears out and probably will lose the super speedway feel as it goes along as well. Um, yep. I'm sure NASCAR will try to change every rule that they can to make it continue to be a super speedway. Um, but yep. the place is already bumpy as hell. I can't imagine that they're going to continue to do this, you know, 10 years yep. from now. Yeah. Um, so James, well, this- I don't want to see this everywhere, but at the same time, if they announce tomorrow that they're doing this to Michigan, I'd be freaking thrilled. So I don't want to see it <laughs> everywhere. I just want to see it at the track that I go to. And, yeah. and Mike Joy said, and I don't know how true it was or whatever, if it was Mike jo- Joy playing it up for Fox, but Mike Joy said that after watching practice on Saturday, they had a giant walk up for, for tickets on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Obviously that's what the fans want. And if you look at Twitter, and you look at Jeff Gluck's "Was It a Good Race?" poll, I think it's all skewed because you have a lot of people that want to want to hate this for some reason, mm-hmm. um, and aren't giving it a fair shake because there was a lot of backlash against it too. Yeah, and I and I want to make it clear too that I don't I don't hate this for hate's sake and for purest sake. Every, I mean, almost every form of NASCAR racing now has some sort of manufactured you know, result to it's it. All right? a, we got it's all a gimmick. Every sport is a gimmick. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. I mean, exactly. There's, there's gimmicks in I, basketball. What about the three oh, yeah. point rule and you know, the yeah, shot clock and all that stuff? There's gimmicks. Yeah. Yes. There's lots of little gimmicks here and there. So I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down that road. Um, what I, what I have, where what I feel like we're, where we're at right now is this car has proven it is very highly adaptable. And we're going to see it again when we go to Coda this week, how this car runs on yeah. a road course. Uh, but this, I feel like, I, and Eric, I, I could be wrong here, but from what I'm seeing so far, this car will put on a show no matter what track or situation this car can drive. Yeah. You know, it's... It, I so mean, we Phoenix don't wasn't need, spectacular, but Phoenix wasn't bad. Yeah, we don't need... 13 14 super speedway style races on the schedule because the car itself can do it whatever can do whatever we want it to do right um you can engineer the car to make great racing uh anywhere um but you know you said if if they were to do this to michigan for example i mean that's something i would have loved to have seen a long time ago right i'd be totally fine with that uh you know i i have trepidations for a lot of this stuff and um I think the thing that I fall back on too is the drivers, you know, Eric, you've talked about this plenty before, you know, if you make the drivers uncomfortable, you, you know, you, who cares if the drivers like it or they don't like it. Right. Right. Um, I feel, I just feel like if we saturate with too many super speedways, we're taking 
too much away from the drivers? Am I am I, I am I wrong? I there? get that argument, but I I don't agree, James. I okay. don't. I mean, here's the thing: like the most the most realistic, and I know it's a simulator and it's not actually driving a car, but the most yep. realistic racing simulator I've ever done was Arca Sim Racing, and I loved the super speedways. I loved racing at Daytona and Talladega on there. It was so much fun, and it was I was better at it then I was at the tracks that you had to pedal the car and you had to do this stuff, mm -hmm. but I never finished a race. I never finished a race and I yep. was in a league for a couple of years. I never finished one because yep. there's still a skill level. There's a reason that the same, there's a reason that William Byron is up front at the end of these races. There's a reason that Denny mm -hmm. Hamlin's up front at the end of these races. Yep. There's a reason that Bubba Wallace, I mean, Bubba's not great at a mile and a half track. Bubba's terrible yep. at a road course. I mean, but, you see Ricky Stenhouse Jr. having a great run. Yeah, it's exactly. Not a, it's not a fluke. He's it's good. just He's good a different this. skill level. And Kyle Busch is going to bitch every race he loses. If Kyle <laughs> Busch would have won this, now Kyle Busch will bitch about anything. So he's not a good example. But, <laughs> he's a bad example. But ask the guy who won the race what he thought of this. Ask William Byron. William Byron thought it was great. Ross Chastain mm -hmm. almost won the race. He thought it was great. Yep. Um, you know, the... You're not going to make all the drivers happy. It's still racing. Right. They still, Joey Logano talked about it this morning on Sirius. He said he gets, he gets bothered when people compare Na this type of NASCAR race to WWE, because he said, nobody gave me a script. I'm still racing. It's yep. just a different kind of racing. And yep. if you think, if you think that you can come off the street and get in one of these cars and compete, <laughs> not, you're yeah. insane. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Absolutely insane. So I don't know. I, again, I don't want to see this every week. Um, I say, but if they did it every week, I'd still cheer for it. Um, <laughs> I did. I, I did feel a little dirty watching it and enjoying it as much as I did, <laughs> yeah. James, because yeah. it didn't feel right, but it was awesome. I thought it was, again, they did everything yeah. that they said they were going to do. They took, I mean, I, so I've ridden in a pace car at a hundred miles an hour through the turns at Michigan. 100 miles mm -hmm. an hour. They go twice that speed with the, with the with the cars, the race cars. I felt like I wasn't going to be able to stay in my seat at 100 miles an hour in the turns at Michigan. The turns yeah. here are tighter radius. I don't know how these guys were doing this. Yeah. I mean, I've been in the I've been at Charlotte on a ride along um 140 to 160 range and yeah, it was intense. Everything uh, that they least. do yeah. is amplified on this track because it's smaller. Yeah. And so all those moves you make on a super speedway, it's just amplified. And then, yep. I mean, and I, I'm so tired of everybody bitching about the width of the track because we, we talked it about it last week. It's yeah, not a skinny it track. Matter. It's as wide as Daytona. Yeah. Um, I will say that I think James, they did a terrific job with this place because they gave you somewhere to go. If somebody spun mm -hmm. on the front stretch, there's tons of apron to go the back yeah. stretch. There's tons of apron, the corners. Yeah. That's a little iffy, but you're not going to be able to dive down on the apron anyway. Well, um, ask, ask Kyle Busch how wide the corners yeah. are when uh, when he about spun it in front of the entire field. Holy, right. That that oh. was a pucker. That was a puckered up situation. I liked how he just immediately took it down pit road and it's like, yeah, he yeah he's not yeah, going he back was... out on that track. <laughs> There's no way yeah, he's going back like on that, that track. Yeah. I mean, he got it sideways and all sorts of messed up. I was, I, I was, I that was a hold your breath moment right there. That was crazy. So in the end, yeah. I think this was absolutely terrific. I'm glad we're going back here again this year. I disagree with Kurt Busch. I do not want to see this unrestricted. Um, I, you know, I I'll push back on that because I'd like to see them test it and see what it looks like. They did. Like. I, I know. I, I just, <laughs> they tested I it with the tire tests. They I did know, a test I just, here. 
I feel like the race could be better. No, it won't be. Uh, it know, won't be because James, the people filled the stands in Atlanta this weekend because know, they saw the packs. You know, I, I dude, that, you went to Daytona. How cool uh, is it to see that pack? I mean, it's great. I mean, I, yeah, there, I wouldn't change a dang thing about the Daytona 500. Leave, leave my Daytona 500 alone. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just, I don't so know. So we run one is. restricted and one unrestricted? Yeah, maybe. Split I don't it up. Know. I, That'd be kind of cool. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I maybe. like the fact that they took Atlanta and they gave it its own personality. It is now its own special place. Um, That's true, yeah. I do agree with Ross Chastain. Please don't do this to Kentucky. Um, if you're going to do it to another track, just do it to Michigan and be done with it. <laughs> um, yeah. You know the track that's going to get it if they do it. It's going to be California is where they'll do this. Um, yeah. Maybe. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm perfectly happy and would be super happy if we didn't do it to another track. Um, but yeah. I'm glad we did it to this one because personally I thought Atlanta sucked. And if you, I wanted them to reconfigure Atlanta if at least to make it back to an oval. They can get, get rid of the quad oval. Um, but I'm happier with this decision. So I, yeah. I, think, yeah. it, I think it worked. Um, play, and it worked all package, across all three races. You know, a play package on an oval like Homestead now, you, for those maybe who are newer who don't remember, Atlanta used to be what Homestead is now. I mean, yeah. it was the same same configuration. Basically, yeah, much. it's almost the exact same track. Yeah, so if you banked a, a Homestead and, and made that into a, into a, a quote-unquote restrictor plate track for, 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 for oh, us. If we put heads. 28 degrees at Homestead? Yeah, and we nice. started whipping them around Homestead. I mean, that would be interesting. I, I You know, I just... I'm not, I'm not, let's make the banking at Bristol, like 40 degrees and let's just crank them around there. Eric, isn't it so NASCAR that we finally figured out how to make these cars perform on a normal two mile, <laughs> mile and a half track. And then we still had to have the Frankenstein thing come in. What, was it and, Jeff or Jordan that said that on the teardown this week that, that it feels like a step backwards because we did go through all this praise at the beginning of the season. Like we yeah, figured out a high horsepower yeah. package that works. And yeah, now we I did this. It, I do. I did. Yeah. I, you know, you, you said that and it jogged my mind that, uh, yeah, I think Jeff said that, but yeah, that's, that's, that's why I felt a little spotty. dirty, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was, uh, this race did not score as well on Jeff's poll. I mean, it was under 70%. So yeah. But I think again, that those were people hating on it. Those are people hating on it because Kyle Bush and Kurt Bush told them to hate on well, it. And if people don't like this, then so be it. I mean, I'm not going to, I am not going to push back on anybody who hates this no, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it either myself. So I, you know, I don't know. Well, I, I messaged you on, on Friday after the, tr or on Saturday after the truck race. And I said, I don't know what to think yet. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Cause the yeah. truck race was kind of like, is it quite going to race like a super speedway? I think if they race a truck race now, knowing what we know now, I think we'd see a very different race. Yeah. Um, but the truck series, you know, you don't have the same parody in that series like you do in the cup series and the Xfinity series yeah. is kind of in between. And I think we saw that with, we see that at all the super speedways. You don't see the packs in the trucks like you do in yeah. the cup series. You know, they're not yeah. running three wide in the trucks, you know, 10 rows deep on ta at Talladega mm -hmm. like they do in the cup series. But yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I, it will be interesting to see what happens. I think July is when we come back here. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hot. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens because it's going to be hot. And are these teams, because we had a lot of teams come with you know, Frankenstein setups to where they were part super speedway, part mile and a half. Does mm -hmm. everybody go all in on super speedway now that we know that it's going to race like one? Do they still bring the half yeah. and half package? You know, what will the race look like in July? Well, um, I know, I know two teams that are going to come back with completely different setups and that's McDowell and, and Harrison Burton. <laughs> yeah. uh, those guys were not 
anywhere to be found all day Sunday. That is every true. time. Every time they lapped poor Harrison, I was just like, oh man, they really, <laughs> they missed it. Yeah, <laughs> they totally missed it. Um, oh man, let's talk a little bit about the race, James. Uh, first of yeah. all, how much longer are we gonna see track house cars in second place before they get a win? It's coming soon. You think it's coming? I soon. mean, Suarez is gonna be good this weekend. Suarez will be good this weekend. I think Chastain's um, good on the road courses too, isn't he? Man, yeah, they they could win. Honestly, honestly, they can win to God, any week right now. They can win any week right now. Yeah. Yep. yep. I wouldn't be. I'm. I at this point, they are no longer an underdog team to me. That team is on the cusp of taking that next that that next step. There, they are right there. Well, you heard Jeff mention in the broadcast the the top Chevy teams, and he included mm-hmm. Trackhouse in that. I mean, to be fair, they're they're Ganassi. I mean, it's yeah, it's Ganassi with a yeah, it's a little bit more beefed up Ganassi. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean those guys, the the wind's coming. It's it like like you said, it, this isn't a matter of if now; it's a matter of when. Yeah. Um, unless the other teams catch up at you know before they can get that win, but I don't. I think yep. it's it's happening soon. Man, it's it's so cool to see. I mean, Ross Chastain yeah. led a handful of laps on on Sunday, and Daniel Suarez was there. He led laps too. I mean, they were they were yeah. both right there. I've had a love um, hate relationship with Ross Chastain. I I I like him. I think sometimes he gets a little cocky when he gets a little, a little bit of success. Yeah, he's a little dart with no feathers out there sometimes. But he's uh, he's paid his dues. It is his turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he is a a good driver, and and now he's got a good seat underneath him. And yep. um, he overachieved a little bit last year with that Ganassi car, and now, uh, now look at those guys. I mean, they're they've really made some progress here. So I really yep. underestimated they're Daniel good. Suarez too. I did not think Daniel Suarez had what it took. I, mean, I, just, I know he won the Xfinity Championship, but yeah, I still didn't feel like yeah. he had what it took. Yeah, it's funny. You got guys like him and Ricky Stenhouse who have won Xfinity titles, and you you kind of forget that. Yeah. Um, but you don't win a championship at the you know second highest level of motorsport in this country, um, and, and you're you know you're not a bum. <laughs> yeah, I mean that being said though, I mean Johnny Benson won a Xfinity Series championship. And, oh yeah. And, I mean he yeah. didn't do a whole lot in Cup, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he's a Cup winner though, and yeah, that's I that's mean Daniel Suarez, Daniel Suarez can be definitely be a Cup winner at this yeah. point, so. Um, mentioned William Byron pretty much dominated throughout the day. I don't know that it necessarily felt like that, but obviously he was up front the whole day. Um, he was, yeah, he, his car was so strong. There were, um, there were enough lead changes to where it didn't feel like, oh my God, William Byron's leading this whole race. Yeah. Even though he, he did. Kept it, yeah. <laughs> and you know, he kept it clean when a lot of guys were not able to, uh, as well. I mean, just staying up front like he did all day, I think he kept himself out of trouble, which I think is was was a big part of the battle when you when you go back and look at how this race played out. Yeah. Um, Kyle Busch was strong early and then had the issue. Uh, it was Austin Dillon, wasn't it, that he got together with? Yeah, that was, yep, yep. Um, yeah. And ended up 33rd, so bummer for Kyle. Finally got some practice and looked like it was going to pay off and just didn't yep. in the end. Yep. Um, got to shout out Corey LaJoy with a fifth place finish. Um, again, yes. it's a super speedway race. So things like that happen. And it's not surprising to see Corey LaJoy up front mm-hmm. uh, yep. at a super speedway, but that was, that's impressive. Yep. We didn't even mention Kurt Busch. Uh, yeah. He was threat. He was threatening um, as well. And, and Chase Elliott was very, very strong. And like he had the, he had the Georgia contingent uh, on their feet quite yeah. a bit <laughs> uh, a couple of times. Cause he was, um, he was charging pretty hard. I mean, all the Hendrick cars look strong. I mean, all the Chevys really yeah. look really strong. I mean, I know Larson got into a kerfuffle um, <laughs> with the Hamlin, 
and Hamlin was good too. I, you know, he had his issues as well. But yeah, Denny, when is the, when are things going to turn around for him? He just had nothing but bad luck this year. Eric, you know, sometimes when you don't realize it's over and it might be over, I, boy, I yeah. mean, he's running good. I don't want to, I don't want to go there just yet. But man, his finishes this year are kind of feels just... a little bit like Jimmy, doesn't it? I mean, he's really good wanna... and then just kind of falls off the cliff. I just want to chalk it up to bad luck because he's averaging a 25th place finish right now. Yeah. Um, and after five races, he his best finish is 13th at phoenix um out of every other race he's been pretty much knocked out of uh finished well i guess it, well 15th at fontana but again that's not denny that's not the denny hamlin we know right right um looking for him here where the heck is he in points can't even find him 26th he's, in points yeah he's way way down. i mean not that that matters because a winning race is that but still man yeah yeah he's had a year like this before but he was injured this is definitely um this is definitely uh it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned um, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's now our points leader um, yes. after this weekend. So. Yep, yeah. after the the crash from uh, Larson. We, we should mention uh, Christopher Bell was in second place. Yeah. Uh, but went below the yellow line on the last lap and or the double line. It's yeah. not it's not yellow Atlanta. Uh, but got pushed back to the last car in the lead lap after that. So 23rd place finish for Chris Bell. Uh, even though that was a pretty good race for him, um, you know, regardless of where he end, ended up, that was, I mean, he was threatening for the win there too. Yeah. Uh, so we should definitely mention that everybody got bumped up a spot. Uh, Bubba yeah. Wallace was in position to win on the last restart. Oh man, yeah. And then he got, were... him and Blaney got together and then Bubba hit a ton at the end of that race. Yeah. And he was racing so strong mm-hmm. uh, with, with Byron. I felt like that was the, the first legit shot at Byron um all day and and really looked like a couple of breaks maybe bubba gets there um gets that win but uh just again byron was just too strong got him on that last restart and and like you said huge hit for him a couple of guys really nailed the wall there uh i think chris busher hit the driver's side door on that one wasn't a vicious hit but came across the line backwards to finish seventh um so you know he he was involved in that too. It was a that was a big old mess on the on the front stretch. I will say one thing, James. I mean, we did see some wrecks this weekend, but I, I will argue. Yeah, we did. Do you remember what happened the last time they repaved this place when they reconfigured it? Um, oh, I, see, I was still uh, I was still pretty young when they, they when they did that. They injured Steve Park. There were some hellacious hits here. Um, oh, I remember the Steve Park injury. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really bad, and I would argue that despite the fact that we're pack racing and have these multi car wrecks, that the this package was a much safer package at Atlanta uh, than it would have been with a repave without this package. So yeah, going um, those old school cars too, man. We oh, were really, man. Yeah, we were fine. No safer I, barriers either. <laughs> yeah, I you know I will say Cody Ware took probably the biggest shot of the day. Yeah, um, he he hit driver side front uh, front left uh, tire. Uh, on the inside wall and and he was he was going dang near full speed when he got turned um that was probably the scariest wreck because i i even said ooh yeah when uh when he when he hit the wall which you know usually when i see a wreck i don't usually you know i don't really perk up because most of the time these are pretty you know novice wrecks i guess at this point you know i'm not the one behind the wheel dude i've Um, I've been that was a big one i've been following the sport too long because i see hits like that still and i'm like yeah, oh, man. I think that's where it comes from. Man, I want to yeah. see him move in that car. Yeah, because you know? I I mentioned Denny Hamlin being injured a little bit ago, but that's how he got injured. He hit just like that on yeah. the inside on the inside safer barrier, um, and back at Fontana, and he broke his back. And so you get 
you get these weird angles from time to time, and guys still do get hurt. I mean, yep. Eric Almirola, he got hurt pretty bad. So it, it does happen still. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't completely a, a safe sport. Safer, not not the safest. How about the, uh, how about that nice uh, um, off-road jump they built coming out of turn two? That was Yeah, that's nice. pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> got your little Supercross back there. You got a nice bounce off the corner. <laughs> I mean, they do have Supercross here at Atlanta in a couple, a few weeks. Um, yeah. I guess they could just do it on the backstretch. They wouldn't have to build that jump. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's one jump you don't have to make. <laughs> Throw a little dirt on, throw a little dirt on there. You'd be good to go. Uh, we mentioned uh, forty-six lead changers, lead changes among twenty drivers. Uh, three hours, fifty-seven minutes, fourteen seconds. James, uh, the the race in the summer will be four hundred miles instead of five hundred miles. Thank I God. think I think maybe we can just chop this one down to four hundred while we're at it. Three fifty. <laughs> yeah. 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 Three hundred, dude. I'm three hundred all the way. I'm telling you, Cup we're, Series three hundred. We're, we're, we're worried about a part shortage and all this other stuff, but we'll just keep wadding them up. Yep. We'll just keep wadding them up. They'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. Tear them up. Poor RCR. They're the ones complaining the most about lack of cars and Tyler Reddick's blowing tires in front of the field and, and Austin Dillon's in his skirmish with Kyle Busch. So yeah, yeah, not great. Not great. Um, We can talk about that now. It's in our news, but Goodyear is looking at the uh, tire failures at Atlanta um, because we did see some, some issues with right rears on, on Chevrolet's leading the race. I guess that's pretty mm-hmm. specific, but, um, we, we saw a couple, we saw Ross Chastain have a tire go down. Um, he was managed, obviously managed to rebound for a second place finish, but we saw a few yeah. of these and I'm sure Byron's camp was pretty worried there at the end too, that it was going to happen to them. Yeah. Well, and they changed right side tires, um, late in the race and they were running, they ran the left sides quite a while, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, he had two he had two right sides that were still fresher, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the way he was driving too, he was cutting, you know, you know, he was dicing between both lanes. That was um pretty aggressive driving. I mean, I mean everybody was being aggressive. You yeah. know, it's not just not just William Byron, but um but yeah, that was yeah, I'm I'm sure all the Chevy teams that knowing kind of what was going on, they were probably watching that pretty closely. Uh Goodyear recommends uh this is per racer.com, Kelly Crandall. Uh, Goodyear recommends teams run a minimum PSI of 20 in the left uh, front, 22 PSI in the left rear, 52 PSI in the right front, 50 in the right rear. Um, and Goodyear was saying they were uh, reminding teams on pit road of those recommendations the remainder of the race. Um, those are the recommendations, folks. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee you that there's not a single car no. on the track that's running those. Um, they're all below that. <laughs> those are for so. legal. Those are there for legal purposes only. Yeah. Um, so anyway, not sure if it's a camber issue or whatnot. Uh, the fact that it was all Chevrolets likely leads to probably something they had in the setup, which I'm sure they'll yep. learn not to do. Um, just, I mean, these tires, when they go, man, they shred and they, they come apart differently than we've seen tires come apart before. And mm-hmm. a lot of that I think has to do with the fact that we don't have the inner liner. Um, yep. and when it goes down, there's nothing there. <laughs> You're yep, going they, for a ride. They, they pop fast. Yeah. I, I've noticed when cars spin, they definitely, they, there's not a lot of give there. They, they, they go, they go quick. Yep. Uh, William Byron gets his third victory in 149 Cup Series races. Uh, let's see. The Harrison Burton in 25th was the highest fi- finishing rookie, and Chase Elliott leads the point standings by seven points over Joey Logano. Mm-hmm. Anything else with the Cup race here, James, worth discussing? Uh, just a couple of quick shout outs to others. A couple other drivers I thought had good days. Eric yeah. Jones, really good day. Um, yep. my, fa- my favorite driver, Greg Biffle, uh, 20th place finish. <laughs> On the lead lap and BJ McLeod, nineteenth. Yeah, that's pretty cool. David Reagan came came back for eighteenth. Josh Balicki, sixteenth. So, 
Yeah, good. Chase Briscoe had had a good day going until yeah. uh, that that late that last lap um, issue he had too. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Brad Keselowski finishes twelfth. He hinted at being up front for a little while, but admittedly did not have the car to compete uh, at the front of the pack. So they're yeah, they still got some work to do over there at uh, Roush Fenway Keselowski. Yeah. Yep, they're still they're still battling through it a little bit. Um, Justin Haley, have... Justin Haley finished eleventh. He led a lap uh, during the day, and he was up front for a bit too. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, Chris Buescher seventh place finish. So, I mean, one of the RFK cars finished in the top yeah. ten. So, yeah, both Stenhouse and Kyle Busch led over twenty laps. They um, were thirty first and thirty third respectively, but. Um, Daytona five hundred winner Austin Sindrick, he got involved in another crash as well with yeah. Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, so that ended his day. He wasn't really a factor though. I, I would say, um, yeah, I yeah. I think Kevin Harvick ran well too. He led 11 laps, finished 21st. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty much once you get past like sixth place on the finishing order, all these guys were involved in wrecks. Yeah. It looks like a super speedway race. <laughs> yeah. Eric, honestly, I mean, that's, that's what you get. I think yeah. we've talked about every driver in the field today. So. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Well, there we go. Um, we had two other races this weekend, James. We got a double header on Saturday. Um, the, yeah. the, uh, NASCAR Xfinity series and camping world truck series raced. So we'll talk about Xfinity first. Uh, Ty Gibbs, man, does it again. I mean, what can you say about this one, kid? Buddy. All you gotta lose <laughs> is the last one. One lap led and he gets the win. Oh man. And he was fired oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's something else, man. Something else. I mean, what else do you even... say? You... I mean, he's led. He's got the uh, he's he's doing the Bowman imp- impression this year. He's got 13 laps led total and two wins. Yeah. So, um, um, rough day for uh, Junior Motorsports. Tore up all their cars. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, they were competing well. Noah Gregson led 38 laps. Um, I lost track of the other ones, but I, they they were running well throughout the day and uh, yeah, tore them all up pretty much at the same time. Um, Trevor Bain again impresses quite a bit. And then I uh, had trouble. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, well, you mentioned JM Motorsports. I will say Josh Berry, he won the first stage on a nice, that yeah. was a close, nice, awesome pass. That was when um, I, when I saw that, it's like, okay, good. Because the truck race, they were trying to make the, the last second mm-hmm. passes, but they weren't working. They were doing them too late or not doing yeah. them right. But it worked in the Xfinity series race and yeah, Barry, they, Barry showed them how to do it. Yeah. They were giving uh, the, they were giving the stage win to Gregson and talking about blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, 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 there goes Josh Berry. He wins the stage. <laughs> yeah, That was pretty cool. Um, and then you were talking about uh, Trevor Bain and that dude looked like he was going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was there um, before we had, I don't know, however many caution flags, red flags. It got, it got pretty messy. Could you so. see him getting a full-time ride next year in the, in the Xfinity series? I'm telling you, I don't know where it came from. Um, I give he, him one. <laughs> he's he's bad fast, man. He's he's good in those cars. Yeah, uh, he he's is. running. He's running very well. I mean, the finish doesn't show in this race, but he was again. He's probably in about the best car in the field, but still. Yep. I do. Hey, when you had the best car in the field, drive like you have the best no. car in the field. Ty Dillon drove has... that car last year and didn't do this in it. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Trevor. I mean, I keep going back to this kid was really good. He just was in a really crappy situation by the by the end. Um, so I yeah. I don't know. I I just I I just can't believe he's been gone for so long that it's shocking that he's come back in and he's been as good as he is. Yeah, he's he went from leaving as a kid and he's back with what three kids now and yeah, he's been <laughs> he's been making coffee for four years. <laughs> I know. 
Like that's I I think he drove a truck. Um, I think he drove a truck in twenty. Yeah, look, I'm looking at twenty twenty. Um, his last ride in Cup was twenty eighteen. His last Xfinity ride is twenty sixteen. So he's been literally two two years since he's just driven one truck race, and um, four years since he's been really competitive. Uh, so this is yeah. Shocking. Three starts, two top fives, and this one should have been another top five. He was right there. So, and he's only, Eric, he's only 31. Right. I mean, I guess he's got, you know, he's got 10 years left if somebody wants to give him a shot. So, I mean, certainly cool. could certainly could make a career for himself in the Xfinity series. Man. Yeah. I mean, he, why couldn't he be the Elliot Sadler of the Xfinity Elliot Sadler, series? Justin Allgaier. I mean, Allgaier's another one. Yeah. Allgaier's made a pretty good career in the Xfinity series. He's not going Matt, anywhere anymore. Yeah. Matt Crafton has been doing really well in the truck series for yeah. a long time. I mean, yeah. Trevor Bain and heck who knows, man. I, I guess if he keeps running like this, they call him up sometime. I don't know. Um, again, you know, you've got a, you got a super speedway race. So you see some interesting things, uh, with the finishing order, sixth place, Mason Massey, uh, Kyle Weatherman yeah. finishes eighth, Ryan Sieg 10th, JJ Yaley 11th, Ryan Vargas 12th, Jeffrey Earnhardt 13th, um, yep. Shane Lee 17th. I mean, these are guys we never would talk about on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tommy Joe Martins finishes top 20, Alex LeBay 19th. I mean, dang. Yep. I know. Pretty cool. Yeah. I, I love seeing the, uh, I love seeing the Kyle Weathermans of the world right? sneaking up there. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, and, you know, shout out Landon Castle. I mean, I'm still waiting for him to break through here, but uh, I love seeing a top five from Landon as uh, kind of probably my favorite Xfinity Series driver right now because I really want to see him have some success. So I keep hoping he hoping he pushes through. Yeah. Um, overall, I mean, another good race. We had 10 lead changes for 56 lap or 10 cautions for 56 laps in this one. 11 lead changes among 10 drivers. So not to the level of the Cup Series race, this, um, but still some excitement. This race was long. Yeah, it was. It was long. Well, you know, I say that, but I see, I watched it. Fortunately, I was, I watched it delayed so I could skip all the commercials and the red flag. Yeah. Um, so that helped a lot. It didn't feel quite as long, but. Oh man. I watched it at about 10 o'clock at night. So. You know what I end up doing with the Xfinity series race all the time is I get to the point where I'm just like, I can't anymore. I can't. <laughs> and I turn it off. This has happened to me most, most of the time. I just. I get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the recap tomorrow morning and I can't, I can't stay up with you guys anymore. I'm sorry. See, I got to say, this is, this is driving me crazy. This is another argument I have for this weekend is that I watched and enjoyed every lap. And I was annoyed when we went to commercial that I was missing laps because I liked every lap I saw at Atlanta. Well, we'll get to my, uh, my, I I have a quick gripe, but I'll say, I'll save it for the end of the podcast. If you know what I mean? (laughs) Sounds good. Commercials. Jesus. Um, This was Ty Gibbs sixth victory in 23 Xfinity series races. (laughs) Um, Austin Hill was the highest finishing rookie uh, with a 16, a second place finish. Sorry. What yep. just fell in my I, house? The uh, I think the Kool Aid Man <laughs> just came through your door. I don't know what happened. I I think it happened in this room, but I don't know what it was. Um, There's nobody outside of this room. Uh, Noah Gregson's your points leader in the Xfinity Series, 19 points over Ty Gibbs. Um, yep. So there you go. Uh, truck Series race raced earlier in the day on Saturday, uh, and Corey Heim gets his first NASCAR Truck Series win. Yeah, uh, first victory in five <laughs> Camping World Truck Series races. He's not even racing the full season. Yeah, and he didn't even get credit for the win when he crossed the line. They <laughs> yeah, gave no. it to. Uh... <laughs> oh, I forgot. I wanted to pull that clip. Freaking Vince Welch! Come on, man. 
What a freaking goomba. So and Chandler Smith. I mean, Corey Heim. <laughs> it was an epic Vince Welch call. I'll tell you. Gotta love it. It was one of the best Vince Welch moments, man. So good. Shelvin Creed. That's the only Vince Welch clip I got, so I went with he's, that. Yeah, I love it. You know, I love it. But he's uh, he's like a weatherman. He's just going to keep getting paid and keep giving you the information that's put in front of him. That's all he's going to do. Corey, Corey Heim leads four times for 22 laps in this one. Um, Stuart Friesen led the most, 49 laps on the day, finishes sixth. Uh, ben Rhodes is right there at the end, as you'd expect in a, a super speedway restrictor plate type race. Uh, mm-hmm. Nine laps led on the day, finishes second. Um, Ty Majeski up front there again. Uh, good run for him. Um, Chandler Smith did finish in the top five, but he did not win. He did. He did. <laughs> I, honest to God, Eric, I had to look up Corey Heim yeah. uh, late late in that race because I was like, Corey Heim? I've heard his name a couple of he times. He was the one but... fighting with Ty Gibbs last year in the Arca series. Yes. Yes. That's where, And that's what I uncovered when I was doing my research. I was like, where have I heard this name before? And and uh so that's kind of cool i yeah you know he's only had five starts in the series so far so uh, he's his first he's first got some five. talent he was i mean arca if you have talent in the arca series you really stand out um but he he you know has shown us he's stuff there got, yeah he's got a win in the arca series already this year i think he won daytona did he not i believe you might be correct yeah daytona yeah he won daytona so yeah he races for venturini so yeah there you go um yeah he was uh in 20 races last year in the Arca series, he had 20 top tens. So he's there not going go. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he can drive. Um, we had 18 lead changes among 10 drivers in this one. This one felt a lot more. We did a lot more single file racing in this one than we did in the other yeah, two we did. races. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, lack of experience in, in still learning this thing with these trucks. Um, you know, the Xfinity drivers had the, had the benefit of watching an entire race before they went out. Cup drivers had a chance, had the opportunity to watch too. Um, obviously it's a lot easier to go out and do it when you've seen it done already. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, let's see, like I said, first victory, five camping world truck series races. Uh, Heim was also the highest finishing rookie and Chandler Smith leads the points in the truck series, 13 points over Tanner gray. Uh, I certainly want to mention, uh, Haley Deegan who had a rough go in this one. Um, poor girl has have nothing but crap luck this season. Um, yeah. has, the, has the tire go down, head contact on the back stretch with Ross Chastain, um, cut down the left rear tire and then the, the carcass of the tire caught fire. Um, and, and just a shout out to Haley's, uh, she's got a YouTube vlog, um, that follows yep. her around and she had the video up and some behind the scenes stuff of what she dealt with. And I mean, she's, you know, an hour after the incident still coughing in the bus as she talks about it. So, yeah. um, basically what happened with Haley is the fire was right behind the driver's seat and when they blew the fire extinguisher in, the fire extinguisher and the smoke got into her um, ventilation system and immediately filled up her helmet. And you can't breathe. That stuff takes out all the oxygen. So yeah, um, probably could have been fine and recovered from that. But as soon as that stuff hits you, you're done, man. Yep. Yep. Yeah. She said that the flames were coming in and, the, yeah. and that's it's a pretty dramatic video. I'd suggest yeah. going and watching that if, if your stomach can take it because it was it was spooky. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You didn't realize how scary it was until you get kind of the inside look of it. And, mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so again, tough luck for her, man. I, I want to see her do something. I think she's got, she's got some skills. She's got some ability and she just keeps mm-hmm. getting, 
getting the short end of the stick, especially this season has been rough. She's, mm-hmm. it's not that she's getting caught up in her own stuff. She's getting caught up in other people's stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll just keep plugging along and she'll be, she'll make it through. Yep. Um, Eric, similar to the Denny Hamlin conversation. Yeah. Are you, are you worried about John Hunter Nemechek right now? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's too early. He's, I mean, he led 11 laps in this one. Uh, he won the second stage. He's, he's running a KBM truck. John Hunter Nemechek's not a slouch. He's going to, he should be able to get some wins in this truck. He'll be in the championship hunt. Um, but I mean, I don't think, I don't think either of us would say that John Hunter, Hunter Nemechek is like ready to go back to cup and win in cup. Would I mean, you wouldn't say that, right? I'm, I certainly well, wouldn't say that. I think he's got talent, but I don't think he's at yeah. that level. Yeah. I mean, I expect him. I honestly, I expect him to win every week in the truck series. Yeah, he That's, should. He should. And right now he has zero top 10 finishes. His average finish is 24th right now. Do you expect him to get an opportunity down the road in a top notch ride in the cup? I think he stepped way too far back. He'll, he'll get a ride someday, but it's not going to be another two years. I, I think don't, he's... I don't see it. I think we're, we're talking, this is going to be a, a career Xfinity truck series driver could could be and he's only 25 years old and yeah that's that's the that's the shame of it if he does get a chance to go into cup it's going to be he's going to be 30 by the time he gets back i think there's too many young talented drivers in the toyota pump pipeline he's going to have to yeah. get out of that toyota line and get a chance a lot of guys have to eventually retire that's the thing yeah. you know guys there is a that's true at some point but that's true I, and we, gotta... I mean we are going to hit a point here again james where we're going to have a cycle of a couple of years where we're going to lose a lot of drivers in the cup series yep over a short period of time because they're all a similar age. That's why I'm thinking he needs to, he needs to get back up to Xfinity at least. But, yeah. I mean, if you're running I, in a truck series and not winning, you know, that's not yeah, any good, especially if you're not I winning know. a KBM truck. Yeah. And I understand losing on play or on super speedway type races. Yeah. I mean, those things happen, but right now he's just been, I mean, to be fair, what are we three races in for the truck series right now? Yep. I mean, we haven't run yep. very many truck races, so no. He's twenty. His finishes are exactly twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty fourth right now in the in the three three races we've had at Daytona, Vegas, and Atlanta. He'll, so he'll come out and win this weekend at Coda. So and, and again, two of those are super speedway races. But I thought about you know the question's worth asking. Like yeah, no, about is. that guy. I mean, he is better in points than Matt Crafton and and a few others that we really like. Uh, Carson Hosevar. Um Matt Benedetto. I'll throw that name out there for you. <laughs> uh but yeah anyway there you go throwing it out there there we go um let's see anything else to talk about with the truck series race leave it in the dust i think we're good leave it in the dust we will we will bail on the uh on atlanta and we'll be back there in july to talk about it again uh, a few items in the news, not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, I guess still, I, if we say we're putting Atlanta in the rear view, but then we're going to talk about Atlanta here. Uh, yeah. Christopher Bell uh, had his ja- or hit his jack man on pit road. Um, that was a pretty nasty little, the way it worked, it, it just yeah. looked funky. But uh, he's all right. He had some stitches um, in his calf area and uh, is expected to be available at Circuit of the Americas. So. Um, these guys are tough, man. Yeah. I, dude, it looks like those cars are going slow, but if you ever stood on pit road, I mean, they're going 55, 60 miles an they're hour. Going highway speeds. Man. Exactly. I can't imagine jumping out in front of one of those things. Nope. There's no, those guys are nuts. Yep. Major, major athletes. You talk about those drivers <laughs> being athletes. Those guys on pit road blow them away. And they get, they take a hit. 
yeah from time to time and that happened on uh that have definitely happened on sunday well it doesn't uh, help when you okay. run pit every single car on pit road during a competition yep. caution yeah um yeah anyway <laughs> yeah i had a buddy get mad uh texted me and said uh why, why are we doing these competition cautions like what is this and yeah. i had to explain i had to make that ex- explanation that this is all new and we don't practice very much and blah 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 and I'm like, yeah, I wish we didn't have them. <laughs> it's, the competition is cautions is. are, I don't know. I mean, they're early enough in the race. I guess it doesn't matter, but I'm getting just, sick of seeing them. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I, do they really, are they really changing anything? No. They're not doing, they're not doing, they're, anything. They're not doing anything. No. Giving, giving Fox another commercial break. They don't need, they don't need cautions for commercial breaks. Right. I know they take them with, they take them with nine laps to go in the truck series race uh, before the end of the stage freaking ridiculous i'm saving it (laughs) uh north wilkesboro is not expected to see a cup date in its future uh disappointing but not surprising uh james you and i talked about this already before we did this um at least we're not given any false uh hope that this race that there's gonna be a cup race here Um, well yeah i think go ahead well go ahead no i was just gonna say go ahead but yeah we i think we had an idea that maybe it would it would get a cup date eventually but right. that's been that's been put to bed right here so yeah i mean there's always hope if if people support it you know you never know but um i and people forget the reason that north wilkesboro you know lost a date to begin with wasn't just because it was caught in this you know pull between smi and whatnot and, and nascar it was because people weren't going to the race and People like to look at that race in 96, the last race, and say, look at the stands are full. Why would they close this? Well, of course the stands were full. You tell somebody that's the last race at a track, mm-hmm. they're going to fill the stands, you know? Nostalgia always finds a way to sell, whether right. it's the last race or you're bringing it back. Like, you'll get people in there, and then we got to make sure that it stays going. So we'll see. Yep, exactly. We'll see. So, um, like I said, it, it's a bummer, but, I mean – this place needs some upgrades and it's going to get some, but it needs a lot more than that. I think to get a cup race. So um, yep. be happy that we're probably going to get Nashville in the end. Let's not, uh, not get uh, too greedy. Well, let's get Nashville and then let's make our goal. Let's get a truck race there. Yeah. Let's make that the goal. Let's make that the goal. And if we can get the truck races there, then I think we're, we're doing something. So yep. that's good. Yep. Um, Hendrick Motorsports is going to race at Le Mans. Hendrick um, slash NASCAR. Yeah. NASCAR is technically the team, I guess. Right. right? Is that, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, 2023 is the expectation there. Uh, it's going to be one of their garage 56 entries, uh, which I had no idea what that is, but it's basically for experimental cars and whatnot. Yeah. They um, sell them. They, 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 what they do is they beef up um, cars that are no longer of use in the cup series. And then they sell them to whoever. There you go. Um, and they, they test them, all this other stuff. So anyway, this, uh, it's going to be um, a modified version of the next gen car uh, that will compete. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's, it's neat. It'll get some publicity for NASCAR. And um, I, I guess if, well, you're not, some, if you're not Hendrick, you're probably a little annoyed with this, which I think we saw a couple of drivers bitch about it a little bit on Twitter, but yeah, I, um, <laughs> well, I, I pointed out cause Bob asked the question um, to Phelps that aren't you worried that this is going to give Hendrick Motorsports some competitive advantage versus the other teams who are not going to be having this access to testing? And he's like, well, 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 yeah. Well, uh, so um, I 
think there could be some competitive advantage being made here from Hendrick on this whole deal. I think that it needs to be taken a closer look at. Honestly, I don't think they should have free reign of being able to test a next gen car for this purpose without having everybody else take a look at it. Yeah, it's a good point. I guess it's not something I thought about, but you're right. I mean, it's of course they're not going to test it on a NASCAR track, but I mean, mm-hmm. who cares? It's they're still getting they're still getting experience with this car that other You're people are getting aren't. data on brakes and acceleration and yeah. wind, wind tunnel and all this other, I mean, everything you get data for on a cup car, everybody's running next gen cars. This team's going to get a lot more time with a next gen car because of this project backed by the sanctioning body. Yeah. And I'll tell you so, what, if I, if I was a Ford driver or a Toyota driver, I'd be pretty irritated. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'd be upset about it. I'm why are you partnering? Why is the sanctioning body partnering with with Hendrick Motorsports on this whole deal, I don't understand yeah. it. So I, I agree. That's that, a good point. Something. Let's just let's just watch this because I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to do here. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Um, we had a couple appeals uh, for earlier penalties this season. Uh, Colic Racing appealed the uh, losing the tire at Daytona, um, and then uh, let's see, Front Row Motorsports uh, lost a wheel at at Auto Club. Uh, they also appealed, and both those appeals have been the penalties have been upheld um, by NASCAR. So uh, there you go. Yeah, we ain't gonna, yeah, we ain't gonna see any tire penalties being overturned. Yeah, can't right lose now. a tire, man. Don't lose a tire. <laughs> they're gonna set. They're setting the precedent on that one. Yeah, they didn't set a precedent on the lug nut deal, no. but no. they will set a precedent on this. So, yep. yep. I mean, we we don't need tires coming off the cars. And that's, oh God, that's no. true. Yeah. I mean, yep. Um, but I don't know. I guess I don't yep. know enough about specifically what happened to make a real good argument one way or the other. But uh, like you said, I don't think we're going to see many of these penalties overturned. Yeah. We don't need tires bouncing around out there. It's Mm-mm. not, you're just not going to, you're never going to win that appeal. No, those car. suckers uh, don't right. look heavy, but they are. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Change a change the tire on your car right? once and see how heavy that thing is. Imagine that coming at you 160 miles an hour. Better yet. Just go to the track and buy one of the tires that you can buy. Yeah. You know, and just carry that sucker around for a day and yeah, then, and that's just then the add a wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> add a wheel, potentially some other inside tire parts. I mean, that's mm-hmm. they're heavy. Eric, this this issue hits close to home for us yep. as as fans of Michigan International Speedway. We know the story better than most because it happened at an IndyCar race. Yeah. And they had to change the they had to change the catch fence because yep. of the reason that the catch fence at all the NASCAR tracks goes halfway across the track anymore is mm-hmm. because of the IndyCar crash at Michigan where the tire went in the crowd. Yep. And people died yeah. from that crash. So, yep. I mean, that's how serious we're talking. I mean, it's, it's definitely serious. Yeah. So. We'll crack jokes here and everything, but one of those tires goes in the stands. That's fatal. Yep. Yep. So it's no yep. good. No good. Nope. Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. I mean, we, Not, say, and, we say in the stands, we're, same thing on pit road or in the infield. I yeah. mean, there's so many places that tire can go. It's scary. Anytime one gets away. Yep, exactly. And that's why you'll never win that. You'll never win that appeal. Nope. Never going to, never going to happen. Nope. Uh, James, did I miss any news. I mean, we probably did, I'm but sure that we it doesn't matter because it, all the news will come out tomorrow. I was going to say, yeah, it'll all happen tomorrow. <laughs> we, we, and I'm not joking. We signed off on the podcast last week <laughs> and I looked at Eric and said, oh, well, there's news uh, we just missed. So, yep, that's how, that's how fast things change around here. So, yeah. Uh, this weekend we go back to Austin, Texas and Circuit of the Americas. The uh, Cup Series has the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix. Uh, truck series and Xfinity series in action as well uh, this weekend. Back to the road course, hopefully without rain. I haven't looked at the Thank, forecast. Yeah, that's but, yeah. 
Um, coming off of last week in our picks, uh, I did manage to get the win over James, but only by 12 points. Um, so I am still behind. James still leads by 14 points. So if I have another week like last week, I can come within two points of him. Uh, so I get to pick first again this week. And I'm kind of throwing it at the wall here. I, so if we've the truck series first, uh, it's the Expel 225. I don't know what Expel mm-hmm. is, but um, <laughs> I don't have a pick yet for the truck race. So I'm going to do what I just said, James. I said John Hunter Nemechek's probably going to win this weekend. I'm going to go John Hunter Nemechek. All right. No reason at all. I even looked like he didn't finish great here last year. Um, and I didn't get a chance to look to see how he did at the other road courses. So I'm just going with John Hunter. Yep. Well, John Hunter is in the race. So you've got that. <laughs> you've got that going for you. It's a positive. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So John Hunter, Nima check for Eric. I am going with, hold on. I want to make sure I get the name right. Oh, Tyler boy. Ankrum. Tyler Ankrum. Interesting. Yep. He had a good show. Yeah, he had a good showing. Uh, he had a good showing at Coda last year. So that'll be what I'll base my. The trucks don't do a whole heck of a lot of road course racing. I mean, they no, do. They now. I guess they they kind of do now, um, a little more than they used to. But I'll, I just I'm going to look at what happened last year and I'll go from there. So there you go. There you go. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series runs the Pit Boss 250. Uh, I'm going to go for the back to back and go Ty Gibbs on this one, James. Yeah, you've got Ty Gibbs. Uh, available for you so why not right yep and that's the that's the way to do it um boy <laughs> um i feel like you left me one here bud yeah uh going AJ, AJ? Almendi- yeah. AJ Almendinger. <laughs> i i was like well but do i nope nope aj i'll just yeah no AJ. you gotta go you gotta do aj yeah i feel i thought you were gonna take him for sure you you kind of flummoxed me a little bit when you said Ty Gibbs. Like, no, well, I I don't know. I just go on Ty Gibbs. You can't go wrong with Ty Gibbs, but I'll... Yeah. Well, and I'm probably going to give you one here, and I'm going to kick myself at the end of the week uh, when when this falls through. Um, Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix on Sunday for the Cup Series. I am going to go with a guy who had a super strong showing here last year until he had problems, and I'm going to go with Austin Sindrick as my pick for this yeah. one. Yeah. Yep, he was strong everywhere we ran road courses last year and had problems pretty much every dang time. Yep. That we uh that we re-raced it. So. Yeah, he was he would have won this race I think last year had he not had had he, problems. He could he could have won Road America. And and remember how good he was last year on the he stayed on slicks when everybody That's else right. went to rain tires and he was kicking everybody's butt and it was wet and he was just flinging that thing around. So yep. Yeah, he's one of the better road course race. He's going to win. He'll probably win a road course race this year. I mean, there's a good chance he's going to do it. I so. would think so. Um, so I got to combat you because I think you picked the best driver in the field. For really? You think you think so? You, you don't think, think the Chase so. Elliott and, and... Well, it's a new car, man. So some of the advantages... Yeah, but they're going to drive have... better. <laughs> yeah, but... So the guys that are good at road courses should be better. I feel like I feel like I left you one with Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott still sitting yeah, there. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, does the Hendrick... Does the Hendrick, the infamous Hendrick brake package, does that translate to the new car or was that something that we left behind? That's true. Um, because that seemed to have been their biggest advantage before. Uh, I could go on a whim here too and say Kyle Bush because he was really good here too last year. I a Kyle Bush in a real road road course. Via yeah, car? and Tyler Tyler Reddick's really good. Um, we got Ch- a lot of guys. Chase Briscoe, you can't argue with Chase Briscoe, right? Can't argue with Chase Briscoe. Um, I am going to go, 
I'm actually, yeah, I am not going to go with uh, with Hendrick because I just don't think it's... We're both going to kick ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to say Tyler Reddick here. Wow, nice. To win this race. Um, you know, this. Due, I hate when you do this to me because you did it to me this weekend too. I was rooting for Trevor Bain and it pisses me off to root for the guy that you picked. But I wanted Trevor Bain to win that race on Saturday and I'm going to want, I want Tyler Reddick to win. So I'm going to yeah. be cheering for him and I'm going to be cheering for yeah. you to beat me. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. That's fine. Tyler Reddick can, Tyler Reddick can really drive uh, on road courses and he's been pretty darn good in this next gen car. So I think this is a nice little formula for him to, uh, to get it done. Now, hopefully, like you said, it doesn't rain. Right. Um, And then we don't have drivers uh, trying to go to the moon like, uh, like Martin Truex. Well, that's something to note too. I don't know that we talked about it on the podcast, but they will have deflectors on the wheels if they do race in the rain. Yes. Um, that NASCAR came up with that will hopefully reduce that spray, uh, yeah. make things a little more safe. <laughs> I was I was watching the Bubba Wallace doc on Netflix, and one of the races that they cover in the doc was um, was Coda last year, and I, it was just a reminder of how insane that that thing was. Yeah, I mean, there was guys just. I mean, Bubba had a huge wreck. Uh, Harvick. It should never uh, have happened twice. <laughs> unbelievable! Yeah. Unbelievable! How bad that was. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was not good. Yep. Uh, Fantasy James, I managed to finish second this week without picking drivers because I completely forgot. I can imagine if I would have picked uh, and actually gotten points for um, the bonuses. I'm just so done. <laughs> so I have a new rule. I told Eric about this, but I'm no longer looking at the live feed. So it's not, I'm just not going to do it anymore <laughs> um, because I'm in the lead every week and then something happens and it just makes me furious. Uh Hot Rod Todd was our winner, Baron Speedway. Uh, and shout out to Baron Speedway. He uh, he did a 10,000 followers on Instagram, like, shout out. And we were on there. Nice. So that was cool. Uh, so shout out to him. And in the second place finish, nice work. And then, uh, Eric, you were third, the KB show uh, at Atlanta. So you got out of there third place. Nice yeah. work. There you go. Uh, for the overall standings, uh, Justin713 is – it's it's pretty tight. Justin's in first, fast to the grass, second. Look at us, James. Uh, yeah, and we are two points apart. Uh, <laughs> third and fourth. I got third over you still, hold, holding on to third, and, and the KB show is fourth. And Todd's so. right there, too. And our buddy Todd, all within 10 points. Which so. we also discovered that Hot Rod Todd is our buddy Todd's dad, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so Hot Rod Todd, yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a, we got the family tradition going on, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're all pretty much under a blanket from from uh, seventh on. I mean, Green Eggs and Hamlin down there in seventh. He's at eight forty. Our leader is at eight ninety three. Justin seven one three. So, pretty close still. So we got some separation to get done here in the next couple of weeks. There you go. Uh, shout outs. I don't really have one, so let me just shout out Jeff Gordon and the terrific job he did in the booth this weekend. It was great to have mm-hmm. Jeff back. Um, there was definitely a little loss of chemistry between him and between him and Clint because they did talk over each other quite a bit. Um, but aside from that, if you could get past that, it was, it was really nice to have, uh, his expertise and knowledge in the booth and he's, he's a good broadcaster. He's a good speaker. So he's good. Yeah. Jeff was really great at TV. I miss him. I miss yep. him. Yeah. So, and I, I got to give him credit for picking his own car, uh, in the, the picks during the race, uh, wants to watch, and not apologizing for it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> was he, he boxing his bosses anymore? No, so he's fine. Yeah, yeah. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Got a shout out James. Uh, yeah. Um, I, so I mentioned the Bubba doc. I finished that and I am on to drive to survive. Nice. So, uh, man, that show, you know, I was thinking 
I was like, got two episodes in. I'm like, eh, it's kind of lost its luster a little bit. And then I kept watching, and it's still great. And I can understand why Formula One in uh, in our age group is getting as popular as it is because that show's just fantastically done. So, but you know, I say that too, and now I can see. Like I've watched it enough now where I can see how they make the show a little bit. Yeah. And uh like you know, they're making their own audio clips for like calls during the race and things like that. There's no way they're capturing all that stuff live. Like, <laughs> there's just too much. There's just too much. But that being said, the show's just great. I mean, watching the the Haas stuff is just comical and then you've got Ricardo who's just a legend. So, um, you know, I watched some F1. I mean, F1 raced this weekend. They got they kicked off their season and um it's it's just kind of lurking in the background of my mind still it's it's still an enjoyable experience so i'm i'm still getting a kick out of f1 um so yeah if you're interested in that there you go this weekend got me because i had a Saginaw spirit game saturday night and there was just too much racing um i tried to watch as much as i could and i got the three nascar races and i got supercross in and that's all i could get to um i did watch the highlights of the texas indycar race shout out to jimmy johnson with a sixth place finish yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, he could win the Indy 500, He I could think. very well win the Indy 500, and that and would be he, incredible. If he does that, I mean, he's already the GOAT. He'd be the double GOAT. That would be so awesome. I will totally be tuning in to, in hopes that he he's able to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I again, I watched the highlights, so obviously I only saw the best parts of the race. Uh, but if you missed out on the Texas IndyCar race, man, it was a good one. A great last it's lap pass for the win. Yeah. Um, that place is, I mean, you talk about... Uh, Atlanta being a super speedway, um, Texas is a super speedway for those Indy cars, and they go a hell of a lot faster than they do than the Cup cars do in Atlanta. Texas is is should should be only Indy cars. And yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm sure they would be really happy if, they, if we could get the PJ one off the track. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that track's probably built well for Indy cars if they didn't have that freaking black spot on the track that yeah. heat that's they, twenty degrees hotter than the rest of the track and causes well, them to they spin can't. out. That's the problem. One of the big problems with the track is they can't get it off. They ruined it. They had a volunteer practice session that they could go out and risk their cars to run rubber into the PJ one to try and get it to stick better. It's insane. Freaking idiots. I can't believe it. And speaking of idiots, James, it's time for our favorite segment, Jackass corner. Uh, I'll let you go first in this one. You, who's your, who's your jackass this week, James? I got a couple of them now that I've come up with. Oh, just the just the big one, just the big one. Fox, god dang it, <laughs> god dang it. We get this brand new racing at Atlanta. I'm excited. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be cool. I've been watching practice. I'm ready. Get sit, sat down. You know me, Eric. I skip all the pre-race activities. I can't do pre. I can't do pre-race or pre-game shows anymore. I'm just. I can't watch Michael. I can't watch Michael do his grid walk. I'm not doing it. So I turn the TV on and we're two laps to go to four green. I'm like, all right, sweet. Sit down. I'm enjoying myself. We get to lap eight and commercial. Mm -hmm. And I watched, I don't know, seven, eight, nine commercials. We come back and it's lap 20. And I'm just like, what the hell Mm -hmm. happened? Like what the hell happened? happened Nine laps to go at the end of the stage in the truck race. They went to commercial. I can't even say anything anymore. They came back with two laps to go in the stage. I tweeted about it because I said I've watched more commercials than laps than live laps. <laughs> I, we've got this brand new track. Can't we sit with it for 20? I mean, cripe. We've got a competition caution coming. Can't we sit and watch the race for right. 
dang 20 laps. I mean, I understand you got to go to commercial, but by God, you can't even get to 10. My favorite thing at the super speedway races is when they're, they're single file for lap upon lap upon lap. And then it's like, okay, we're nearing the end of the stage. They're starting to build up. Let's they're going three wide. Uh, we'll be right back after it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Can't you, you take a list. break during the boring part of the race? It's like, God dang, dude, you can't play your freaking Applebee's song, you know, <laughs> at a better time than well, what we did at. That's something that somebody pointed out too. that, you know, the commercials are, there's no more commercials now than there were 10 years ago with these NASCAR races. But the problem is, is that it used to be, you got to see, you know, 50 different commercials during a race. And now you see six. They yes. just repeat over and over and over again. And it's like, yes. for God's sakes. Yes. It's like what listening to top 40 radio. You hear the same crap the whole time. Oh my God. How many times do we need to hear about Limu Emu? Yeah. For Christ's <laughs> sakes. I'm so sick of that Emu. The Emu. Uh, Remember the Narwhal? The Narwhal was uh, good. I'd take the Narwhal any day over the Emu. Oh my God. I yeah. I just don't understand. Like, I just want to watch... I don't know. You build up all this excitement and then you've got F1 on ESPN, which is commercial free and it's just not a good look. You know, give know. me a pay-per-view package that I can pay and not have commercials. I'd do it. Yep. But I mean, then you still have commercials because you still have commercials during the race because we got to do the Toyota top five and you know, everything, Eric- everything, they, the freaking onboard cameras are commercials. Yep, and the best one is, and we're coming to the white flag, brought to you by <laughs> Credit, Credit One Bank. One Bank. <laughs> Jeez. It's NASCAR Overtime, brought to you by Credit One Bank. Oh, my God. Camping World, 20 to go. Jeez. Shelvin Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that note, I'm done. I'm off the soapbox. All Continue. Right. Well, I've got Continue. a couple jackasses. I'm going to start with whoever was driving the semi that decided to try to pull out through the small tunnel oh, yeah, yeah, the speedway like... <laughs> and get some nice TV coverage. Uh, I forget which team it was, but I won't call them out here. It's bad enough they ripped the top of the semi off. It's definitely, it definitely was an underfunded team to begin with. Probably didn't couldn't afford to rip the top of their big rig off, but they managed to do it. Uh, the other jackass I've got for you, um, I'm, I'm looking on Twitter here, and I, it I remembered this uh, during the podcast. Uh, Bubba Wallace's Twitter. I uh, tweets after the race. Uh, Damn shitty ending P1 and the hardest hit list. Shout out to the Georgia peeps in the infield telling me not to come back. <laughs> See you in July. Darfs, he says. Uh, so jackasses are the people in that continue to rag on Bubba Wallace and be dicks because he's black. Get over it, people. Um, yep. It ain't going away. He's a NASCAR Cup Series winner. And if you don't like the fact that he's only won one race and he's part of the promo that they show every week on Fox, well, Too bad. tough. Watch something else then. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> there. I forgot. I feel, I feel yeah, better. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a cleansing of the palate when we do uh, J.A. Corner. <laughs> uh, yeah. How, do you, how would a- you like the fact that you screwed up and drove your semi through a too small I- tunnel and then they put you on TV through the entire yeah. broadcast? They really did. They really did. You remember the remember in Kentucky when that guy's barbecue grill caught on fire in the parking lot? Yeah. That was that was another one. More people were interested in the barbecue grill burning in the parking lot than well, in the right, stands yeah, and watching the race. Yeah, they're they're racing and there's smoke billowing because cars are catching on fire one by one in the parking lot. I mean, to be fair, Kentucky's race generally sucks, so I can see why they would yes. <laughs> be watching yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. 
I mean, the parking at Kentucky was always bigger than the race anyway, because yeah. the first race, you couldn't even get into that dang, dang joint. So Yeah, and you know what, James? That is a large part why that track is not racing anymore, because as much as they fixed after that first race, as somebody yep. who's been in Kentucky twice, it and been in Kentucky twice, left the race about two hours after the checkered flag at least, after mm-hmm. doing post-race stuff, and the traffic on the highway still sucks. It's so <laughs> bad there. You leave Michigan two hours after the race now, you drive right out. Yep. Kentucky, I was stuck in stopped traffic on the highway. It's ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Because there's one highway. There's one place to go out. Stupid. Yep. Terrible design. Anyway. Uh, James, where can they find you on social media if they want to chat with you? At James Cush on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. If you tweet at me, make sure you tag me or whatever, because I actually see the notification. So I try to get on there and... I'm not, I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter just in general anymore, but, uh, but if you, if you send me a message and, and tag me, I'll certainly see it. Uh, you can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is the super You can find old episodes of the podcast on there, show notes, links to articles we've discussed, uh, past race coverage, photos, all that stuff. You can find it on there. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Uh, back to Austin, Texas this weekend. It'll be the second race at Circuit of the Americas. Hopefully it's a little less of a crap show than last year. Uh, hopefully the weather stays away. And if not, hopefully the uh, the new rain flaps do something to make the racing a little uh, a little better. So uh, we'll be back next week to break it all down and discuss everything. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. Uh-huh.